Welcome to the Therapeutic Journey Podcast. First and foremost, I would like to formally apologize for being about three weeks late. There was a few circumstances that arose during the time that made it kind of hard to stick to the timeline. Um, today we were supposed to introduce our co-host Jacqueline, but again, some unforeseen circumstances did come about. So we're going to push introducing her until we do a follow-up episode of this episode. But today, hmm, this episode is particularly personal to me. So we're going to delve into an intricate topic of being mixed race. Um, at the end of this episode, I do have a list of questions that Jacqueline did submit to me. So pay attention to the end because there are some hard-hitting questions that you have may, may have probably been too afraid to ask or maybe probably too afraid to even answer. So let's get into it. Being mixed race, also known as biracial or multiracial, refers to individuals who are parents from different racial or ethnic backgrounds. The blending of cultures, traditions, and identities can create a rich tapestry of experiences, but it also comes with its own set of challenges. It is crucial to approach this topic with empathy, compassion, and open-mindedness, as every person's journey is unique. Did you know that the number of mixed-race individuals is steadily increasing worldwide? This demographic shift reflects the growing interconnectedness of our global society and highlights the need for understanding and appreciation of diverse identities. Research as they may feel they don't fully belong to either of their parents' cultural communities. The feeling of in-betweenness can both be enriching and challenging. Shaping their personal growth and sense of self. One of the most significant aspects of being mixed race is the appreciation and navigation of cultural heritage. Embracing diverse tradition and customs offers unique opportunities to celebrate the richness of multiple cultures. Studies have found that mixed race individuals who actively explore and embrace their cultural heritage experience a greater sense of pride and belonging. This exploration fosters resilience, promoting a deeper understanding of their own identities, and fostering connections with others. On the other hand, some mixed-race individuals may encounter challenges when trying to fit into cultural communities and may perceive them as different or outsiders. This struggle to find acceptance can impact their self-esteem and emotional well-being. Empathy and understanding are essential in supporting mixed-race individuals on their journey, acknowledging their experiences, validating their emotions, and fostering inclusivity, and creating a more compassionate society. Studies have shown that supportive environments where people genuinely listen and empathize have a positive impact on mental health of mixed-race individuals. This nurturing space allows them to express themselves authentically and builds resilience against societal biases and prejudices. Now, let's get into the Q&A segment. Question number one. 
What is the biggest difference between the cultural aspects of your family? Well, my mother is white and my father is African-American. And I grew up with my mother, her close friends, her immediate family, like her parents and her sister and like one of her brothers. Uh, it is a vast difference from one side to the next. Um, however, I really didn't know my father's side of the family that well. And to this day, I know um, still very little. I know more than I did back then, but um, they were out of state. So I didn't really get to meet a lot, but I did have, and I'm sorry, excuse the background. I am outside recording, so you're gonna hear them in the background. But um, anyway, I did have the luxury of meeting my father's mother, and I did get some childhood memories with her. She's still alive, and I still see her a few times a year. Um, and I love her very dearly, and I'm glad that I actually got to have a bond with her. Um, I really didn't get to bond with my father that great. Um, he made some life decisions that didn't quite align with being in my life in the way that I assume he actually imagined and wanted to do. Um, I know my father loves me dearly. Um, he just has some things, you know, in his life circumstances that just prohibited the proper bond and nurturing of a father-daughter relationship. Um, so I don't really know deeply mm, that side of me. And that's always been a little almost uh well it's kind of kind of gives me like an imposter syndrome almost because you know being biracial and growing up with mainly white people in your family and they don't really relate to you and most of them are racist and they don't even want you in their family and it kind of feels like who am i and i didn't really have um that many black family members help me embrace um, that side of me. Uh, I had a lot of my brother's family members that I grew up with. Um, actually, his father adopted me, so some of his family really just took me under their wing. And a lot of my mother's friends, she uh, really had a lot of black friends, so I grew up in um, with them a lot. So I learned a lot about backgrounds from friends and um, like everybody else from TV and radio. So I kind of have imposter syndrome because I don't feel so connected with the African-American side of myself. And and that's just a little... So in terms of culture, the things that I've learned, uh, the different foods, even though being, we're all from the South, um, African-Americans of the South and white Americans of the South are vastly different yet they have a lot of similarities a lot of similarities so some of the things were just um i just flew like like a flow with it some of the things were the same but you know it wasn't that hard most of the time i didn't even really think about it because i had great friends of many different cultures that um didn't really harp on us being different colored or anything like that we 
we just uh, brought our experiences together and taught each other from what we learned and kind of create a community like that. So I felt safer with friends. Um, question number two, has your biracial background ever caused you to struggle with your own personal identity? Um, of course, uh, re- reaching back into my long-winded answer to question number one yeah I um, actually have imposter syndrome most of the time about that because a lot of people look at me and they think I'm of Asian descent or of Hispanic um, descent and every now and then they can accurately guess that I have some black in me but um, rarely do I ever get the white Um, I never get mistaken for white I probably never will Uh, A lot of uh, the white individuals that I encounter will never consider me white. Um, Even some cousins and stuff that actually share my blood, they will never consider me white. Um, A lot of people stick with that one drop rule. So I black in me, I'm black and vice versa. Um, I just chop that up to ignorance because people don't know the difference between race and ethnicity and stuff like that so there's a lot of ignorant individuals walking around and I don't mean ignorant in a bad way ignorant is just a lack of knowing something so um, we're all ignorant to a point to something so yeah Um, just a lot of ignorance has caused me to kind of struggle with my own identity Um, hopefully in the future the ignorance will be lowered Um, question number three how has this aspect of yourself affected friendships and the ability to form new connections um growing up it wasn't that hard with friends because um children have their own uh feelings and beliefs and regardless of what parents try to teach them they kind of know what's right and wrong so a lot of the children who had racist parents didn't all the time feel that way so they kind of still made me feel safe and um, the love regardless of what their family felt but now as an adult it is a little bit more difficult for me to reach out and make friends um, particularly with white individuals and and it's difficult because like I find connections with them I find similarities with them and I think they'll be awesome but the bigger part of me is also afraid of what they're not showing um the skeletons in their closet what they do when they're not around and how that could arise if we're in a situation where we may be inebriated you know not quite um strong or whatnot so I get kind of uh, weary because I have white individuals in my family and I know how facades can be I know the fakeness I I know how it can be and that kind of like plagues puts poison in my mind and it kind of scares me and I I wish it wasn't like that Um, I just want to be able to be the friendly person I am to everyone without my heart feeling like it needs to be guarded so um, I'm a little timid when it comes to making new friendships with white individuals, but I'm not opposed to it because I I really want to connect and I really just want to be seen as a person and not as a color. And I don't want to see them as a color or as, um, as the past or as their ancestors. I want to see them as who they are. So it's, it's a mental battle with that and it's a work in progress. Um, let's see, are we on question number four? Okay, do you feel more connected with one side of your family background than the other? Um, actually, no, I don't feel connected with, um, 
either side of my family the way that you would think I do. I just connect with individuals of each side of the family and I connect with them on a personal level, on on a mental level, you know, stuff like that. That's pretty much how I connect with anybody is on an individualistic personal level. So as a whole, I don't really connect with either side. I have the wonderful blend of both sides. So um, it's not a more or less thing. It's just that it's just I'm there. So now uh, five, what was it like for you growing up in and around areas where there's still sex of people who struggle to accept others due to the color of their skin? Well, I was born in a very country town. Um, thankfully, now it's got a lot more of culture there there's a lot more different races and ethnicities and there's a lot more mixed individuals now but it wasn't always that way and um growing up i i was hmm, i experienced a lot of racism with um, the white side of my family i remember um instance walking with a particular family member that um that I used to always spend time with and he was like holding my hand and walking me into the store and we were talking and you know we would get looks and stares and we would hear comments and he would sometimes say stuff but most of the time we would ignore it but I did experience racism in the presence of white family uh not with the presence of black family I felt safer going out in public with black friends and family but um I didn't feel safe going out in public with white friends and family. Um, let's see. The next question, what was it like in your family growing up, like with extended family? Uh, it was different. Like I said, I always was apprehensive. Uh, very scared whenever I would be with like, my grandmother and aunts and we would go to a family reunion and you're the only person of color there um or you and your siblings are the only people of color there uh, like i said most of the family was racist and some of them hit it well some of them did not and, uh, and most of the family wasn't racist but um i've had family members literally shove me off of them when i tried to hug them um and what i'm about to say i'm going to repeat verbatim what they say so if you don't like the words, I'm sorry, but this is what it was said to me by my family, my blood. But he pushed me off of him and he said that he didn't want niggers touching him and he doesn't like niggers and that I need to leave him alone. Um, and eventually, after my great-grandmother passed away, whom I was living with at the time, he sold her house and all of my belongings that was in it. And I had to start over fresh and I was in fifth grade. So there's that. Um, a lot of pain a lot of uh i didn't ask to be born i didn't ask to be black i didn't ask to be white i didn't ask to be here but i'm here and i shouldn't be punished for being created but some family feel like that's what it is so that's it uh next question did your parents ever have to discuss things with you that you may face in life doing due to being biracial did they try to prepare you for the ugly people in the world who refused to accept others? Yes, I commend my mother, my mother, hundred and fifty thousand um, percent. No one's perfect in this world. My mother, being one of the imperfect humans that happen to be on this earth, there's a lot of things that 
um, I probably didn't agree with, but I can say this. My mother was a boss when it came to um, teaching us about our black heritage and our white heritage and embracing both sides. She um, surrounded us with enough black people to help us understand. She prepared us for racism. She prepared us because she experienced it and she went through it. So she prepared us really well. Um, she did her due diligence. She she did awesome. My mother was the she was a boss at that she did her job and she did it well and she was an open book and she still is an open book um we could talk to and discuss anything the way that we need to without judgment of how we vented and how we got it out um she was great help at that so yes my mother did my father didn't i didn't have a relationship with my father and I barely do now um it's love there but we just weren't close but my mother did amazing um, how do you feel when you find someone who accepts you for who you are and doesn't look at the biracial aspects of who you are as a fault? Um, my husband is the most amazing man I've ever met in my life. Um, the strongest man I've ever met in my life. And, and I, he's a wonderful father, you know. In many ways, um, a wonderful husband like him also kind of fathers you so he kind of helped me in that aspect he was everything that I ever needed every time I needed him and he's kind of helped me more embrace my identity as well even though he jokes and calls me white every now and then um it's harmless fun but he really helps me embrace myself um and loves me for every aspect of me and all that comes with it so that and my friends my friends also really helped me embrace myself I have white friends that help me with the white side black friends that help me with the black side and vice versa so anytime I feel a conflict or a struggle I have a great support system have you ever received negativity that deeply cut you emotionally that was solely based on your skin color or the fact that your mom or dad of different racial backgrounds? Yes, um, I was in high school and I really, really had a crush on this awesome, awesome guy. And he's a white guy and he thought I was hot. He liked my personality. He liked me too, but his parents told him that he couldn't jump the fence. And I told him, you know, well, I am the fence, you know, I'm black and white. There's no more fence than there's me. And he's like, well, I can't straddle the fence. And that kind of, it, it sounds like simple. It sounds stupid. But it actually broke my heart because growing up, I used to dream of like being married to a white guy and having a, a, a biracial baby more white than black with blue eyes. You know, that was one of my dreams. I wanted a blue eyed baby. And I was like, man, white guys will never see me like this. This this guy really told me that. And that's how his parents think. And this must be how every white parent thinks. And no white guy is going to want me. And that hurt my heart that... I, I could never date a white guy. That's how I felt. I could never did. So, um, but I actually did date like two white guys after that. And that kind of changed my feelings. And, but it was still kind of hard because it felt like even though we held hands in public or showed some PDA, in pu some PDA in public, it still felt like I had to be hidden. It still felt like, um, it wasn't right and I didn't want to walk around like I had to hide who I was with and I didn't want to be hidden I didn't want secrecy I love PDA uh, you who I'm with I want to show you off I want you to show me off so that hurt me to the core to see that people will never see me the same you know that hurts really really bad um the last question that Jacqueline has for me is have you ever overcome 
the struggles and obstacles you have faced as being a beautiful biracial woman. Uh, I'm working on it. The fact that you call me beautiful and biracial um, is really bringing me to tears right now. Because it's one of the things that I have struggled with my whole entire life was being able to call myself beautiful. And I told myself growing up that I would never call my, myself beautiful because I don't want to be egotistical. People that, they've already fetishized me for being a light-skinned or short or whatever. Don't want to be fetishized. But um, I also don't want people to think that I'm full of myself if I say I'm beautiful or I'm pretty. So I never really sat in the mirror and said, Amber, you're beautiful or you're pretty. I really felt it was a bad thing. And I felt like um, that it, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't allow it. But now I affirm over myself every day. And I don't care what anybody says or thinks, you know, I have to say to myself, regardless of all my flaws, Amber, you are beautiful. You were beautifully created. You have a beautiful soul. You're working through it and you're beautiful. So, um, yes and no. <laughs> really, I haven't. I'm working on it, but I've gotten better. And thank you. Thank you for that. And um, I'm going to conclude this episode and say to the follow-up episode when we actually formally get to introduce Jacqueline. So today, we embarked on a journey of understanding the complexities of being mixed race. I hope this episode has brought facts, empathy, compassion, and education to our listeners, fostering a more inclusive and understanding community. Remember, embracing diversity and nurturing empathy enriches us all. Thank you for joining us on the Therapeutic Journey podcast. And until next time, let's continue to learn and grow together. Thank you.